You gotta train. Do them wrist exercises. Your body and your mind? All day, every day. I don't know. If my forearms get any bigger, I'm just gonna look like Popeye. <laughs> well, I mean, that's why my forearms are so thick. <laughs> They're bigger than the other one. I don't What do you call? Bicep? Well, right. if these are forearms, is aft arms? Yes. Yes, it's aft arm. <laughs> is that proper ship terms? Fore and aft? Welcome back to the Bad Gamecast. This is Jake. I am Jason. And this time we played Lex Mortis. Lex Mortis. What does that mean? No one knows. Uh, it means law of death, kind of. But like, my Latin isn't great. But neither is that. So, uh, do do we call it Lex Mortis, or uh, what were the other names that it came out as? That's what I, I'm currently trying to buy. Uh, find. <laughs> uh, there it is. Reflecting fate. Hmm. I need to pull that up in a, another tab. So many tabs. So little time. Well, uh, this was released February 2015, developed and produced by Dennis Isai. So I'm assuming that's his actual name. Yeah. Uh, Released on PC. Other games that came out in 2015, Cod Blops 3, Star Wars Battlefront, and Fallout 4. This is the first game we've done for the podcast from 2015. Really? Yeah. Huh. I was surprised as well. Wait, how come this doesn't do the scrolly thing? So, Reflecting Fate was uh, published and developed by Star Mops. And they have only ever produced, like, two other things. Did you say Star Mops? Yeah. Are you sure? All right. Which I haven't checked, but from the screen caps in the Reflecting Fate and the description of Reflecting Fate, like as well as the descriptions of all the people who have reviewed it, it's the same game. Yeah, so uh, before we get into the game itself, uh, do you want to talk about um, how that works? Yeah, so developing for Steam, you can... I don't know how much the license costs. Not a lot? Well, this was built on the, what, CryEngine? Yeah. I guess I'm not sure what any of the costs associated with that are. No, but so because Steam has really opened up their platform for uh basically publishing uh people can publish now without jumping through many hoops there's not really a hard check to make sure you made a real game or you might just straight up putting it on steam yeah that one i have no idea yeah so we've seen it more and more where people will like buy assets and like cobble together a game and put it on steam these are called asset flips and they're basically all garbage Uh, sometimes people will produce assets and just throw them on Steam without any, like, working source code behind them. Uh, it's the same idea. You're, it's, they're not real games. Well, people do that for, um, I mean, a lot of engines where they just make assets and then people can buy the packs or that individually, right? Yes. Uh, selling assets is a perfectly reasonable and fine thing to do. It's part of the game industry at this point, especially when you're talking about more, uh, indie to medium-sized teams where they don't necessarily have the time to build all the assets they can instead purchase some and be like okay well i need a spaceship well 
if I'm only using it for one level, maybe I'll just buy a spaceship, right? Oh, yeah, no, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. Uh, and so as long as you can, one, realistically keep the visual look of your game the same. That is an important thing to think of when buying assets is they need to mesh. Um, well, they hopefully mesh. Otherwise, it looks like a weird hodgepodge. Right. That's You're trying to avoid that. And then the real trick is to actually build a functioning game behind it, which... Uh, some people, I'm sure they start out with okay intentions, and then they just never actually get there. So, this game was released, you said 2015. Mm-hmm. Reflecting Fate was released in 2017. So, it wasn't one of the times where sometimes games will do a, like, weird simultaneous, like, they'll release the same game multiple times in a single week. See, that is what I thought happened here. I didn't realize it was the no. two-year span. So... In between the initial release and the re-release, my guess is either he formed a company or, God forbid, somehow sold it to someone, (laughs) and then it was released again. There are probably a few minor changes, but honestly, it looks like nearly the same game. Uh, People who review it uh, are saying it's the same game it that's like part of that is so released in 2015 the 2015 version has highly negative reviews on steam right yes so this is a way for them to re-release the game well to be fair it's mixed on steam yeah without drawing those uh reviews already right so Technically, the reviews for Reflecting Fate are mostly positive. Some of the positive reviews are very short and totally not purchased, and some of them have a ton of spelling errors. It's great. (laughs) Okay, okay. But if the writing and voice acting are any indication of this game, you... It could very well be that it was just people that were involved in it, and English isn't their first language. Yeah. Which, you know, is a way for them to inflate the reviews with and release the game slightly more fixed without updating the old game because now it's its own separate page right it's a new publisher and developer it's a new game so they can start over all the reviews from scratch also anyone who wants any of the updated content would have to rebuy the game and since they're rocking, it's like a five or six dollar game. Yeah, it's four ninety nine. Yeah, it's on five Steam. bucks. So it's a, it's a way for them to try to continue to chip away and get little bits. I don't particularly like the practice. I think you should, you know, if you're gonna fix a game, you should fix the one you released initially. Also, you shouldn't release a game that's this kind of janky. Yeah, ideally. And that's where again we get into. People just trying to get as much money as they can and cut and run, which you can't really have people argue against. Well, people who develop pushed for Steam to lower their uh, what they would accept over and over and over and over again until Steam eventually was like, "Okay, great. We're going to set up like this is how much you pay for your like 
developer license to put stuff on Steam, and then basically we're almost not going to check anything. Well, because with the large user base of Steam, games coming out are kind of self-policing, so long as nobody's doing any, like, review bombing bullshit, just in the normal practice of things, right? Yeah, it leads to there being a ton of stuff put on Steam all the time, which can make it a lot harder for actual an actual indie dev to stand out. In Like, if you don't hit a uh, reviewer or something that catches the, like, public consciousness, until you do that, you're just amongst a swath of terrible. So, it can be hard for an indie dev to really, even if they spent a ton of time working on their game, they really need to catch the eye of someone who will put their game towards the front... And then once you start getting, you know, momentum, then it starts picking up other places, blah, 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 momentum builds. Hey, look, you have your first actual success. Well, I mean, this game is... This game doesn't deserve that. This game sucks. Um, Eye-catching in a way. Not a good way. <laughs> no. No. Um, I can't really speak to the story. <laughs> you, you arrive at an island. Mm-hmm. That you are from. Yes. Right? You lived there years ago. You left. Uh, your dad still lives there. Mm-hmm. And when you get off the boat, everything's spooky scary. Yeah, it's uh, super spoops. Uh, you've been getting letters from your father talking about how people on the island are disappearing. And you come to the island to check in with your father and look into the disappearances. That makes sense. In a very broken way, it's explained to you. I, I mentioned that uh, English is not the voice actor or the writer's first language. No, and that's very clear immediately. The first introduction where they explain basically just that, that you're returning to this island, blah, blah, blah. It is, the words are just a bit wrong. It's not like they're factually wrong, right? The sentence is are still sentences. Yeah. But they're not how most people would say things. And then the way the pauses are... Yeah, it, yeah. It just gets even more weird. It is grammatically incorrect in what I found to be a very charming way. And then, yeah, spoken where after each sentence, you could feel the weight of the person reading the next sentence before they tried <laughs> to say it out loud. <laughs> You proceed into the island, uh, you go through your dad's old house, and that takes forever. Yeah, yeah, it does. I assume something happens after that. Uh, yeah, okay, I got you. (laughs) So you get off the boat, you run through the town, uh, make a note that there isn't anybody around. Yes. You found, walk through this town, this collection of houses, little village. And you make your way to your childhood home, the big-ass house back in the woods, where your dad still lives. Only when you get in there, there's bloodstains all over, and it's all... Everywhere. Uh, Everything spoopy. is covered in blood. And your character never addresses it? No. No, like, you'd think he'd be more worried about his missing father. He's like, you haven't found him, and there's blood everywhere. Uh, you get a super scary uh, jump scare when something runs by a doorway. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Uh, so the game touts itself being open world, and at this point, uh, once you get through the house, 
Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Let's circle back on that one later. Once you get through the house, it gives you vague directions to what you're supposed to do. Um, you get through your father's house up to his study. You decide to go back to the boat. And on your way back, a spaceship flies overhead out of fucking nowhere. And then you get to the boat and, like, you need to get gas for the boat. So you head back to the refinery that's just behind your dad's house. Yeah. You because know, your childhood refinery. Sure. Uh, and then it's um, more... This is where the, like, stealth really comes into play as you're hiding, moving super slowly from these mothmen. That's that's what they are. They're they're giant Mothman models. They're big bug looking things, red glowing eyes, wings. You know, your typical Mothman. Yeah, your Mothmans. Uh, I've been to West Virginia. Yeah, almost heaven. Uh, no, it was awful. Hey, the uh, Point Pleasant Mothman Festival is a good time. An amusing time. Woo! So you find notes from your father uh, in his house up in his study that says. The townspeople are trying to hide out in the tunnels beneath the church in the neighboring town on this island. They're old, like, World War II tunnels, I think they had said. Like, bunkers and shit or whatever. Sure. Yeah, the town, it doesn't say. I assume it's somewhere. It's an island off the coast of somewhere in Europe. I mean, it would, you'd think it would have to be with bunker tunnels from World War II. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, yeah. You head down to the church... You take the tunnels. Oh, shit. Before you get to the church, you have to get the car. And I'll circle back to around my issue with the car, besides the driving is hilariously bad. Get to the church, go down through the tunnels, which leads you to a swamp. You get through the swamp, uh, hide from more Mothmans. My computer started freaking out for no reason. That's fine. You, in leaving the swamp, come across this bridge. The bridge collapses while you're on it. You wake up several hours later underwater, and you know it's several hours because it was nighttime when the bridge collapsed on you. You wake up and it's daylight. You wake up underwater. That good shit. Yeah. You explore the nearest house. Excuse me. Everyone knows that while you're unconscious, you have gills. Oh, of course. Yeah. That's why no one ever drowns in their sleep. Correct. (laughs) Humans have unconscious activated gills. Yeah, and I bet a lot of you didn't know that. You're welcome. <laughs> Spreading gill awareness. The Pat Game Cast. Okay, but real talk, do not go sleep in your bathtub and then blame us. Well, if they go sleep in their bathtub, they're not blaming anybody. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Don't leave a note telling them that it was our idea. Yeah. Anyway, you wake up, you explore the nearest house. The nearest house says, uh, here's a map of the island, here's the secret base with a big-ass X on it, which is conveniently like a half-mile from where you are. Go there. You go to secret base, you learn that they're not aliens, they're experiments. There is a secret government agency kidnapping all the townspeople and running experiments on them. The monsters got out of control, killed all the people. Great. Now, uh, the, the guy says this, apropos of nothing. Like, you find something that says the experiments are getting out of control. But it's just, like, him talking to himself. Oh, well, clearly, uh, the government must have kidnapped all these people. Oh, well, clearly, these monsters got out of control and just murdered all the government people. That's why they're not around. What what happened to the people? You don't know. It it, it doesn't come up. What's with the fucking spaceships? Never brought up. They're not, they're not aliens? They're, they're experiments. So you get down to the bottom of a secret base and uh, you have an option. It turns out one of the people that was kidnapped started to upload a video of the surveillance footage from around secret base to the internet. 
you know, just the internet as a whole, you have the option to finish that upload or blow the place up. Are you, are you time restricted? No. Why can't you do both? You could. Okay. Like, as soon as you pick one, the game ends. Sure. But, and that's, you could do both. Like, there's no reason why he couldn't. He's just like, he makes it his own moral dilemma. Do I show people, but maybe people can't handle it, or I blow it all up and then no one knows. I like that you decided that this place is near France with terrible I don't know what I was going for there. (laughs) The closest, I would say, would be bad French. Oh, bad French. The only kind of French that Jake knows. Uh, mostly, yeah. <laughs> I was gonna do a thing. I'm not going to. You know what? We have Canadian listeners. They speak French, some of them, I'm sure. I think we have, like, downloads in France. I'm not doing it. Sure. Unless you write it and ask me to, and then I'm all about it. What? What? Anyway. That's game. It ends. You Like, the only differences between the endings, because there are quote-unquote different endings, is the one line of dialogue he says before the credits roll and they don't really roll like the screen just like fades to black and you have to exit back out to the main menu like it doesn't close or restart or do anything nice yeah how you know it was a well-built game it's a it's a way to go yep it uh exists on the internet just like those videos uh no so oh boy i didn't play i didn't beat the game it was it was uh, real boring and real disorienting. I had a huge struggle with there is a head bob that the game has on and it does you cannot turn it off. Uh, once again, like most bad games that we occur uh, run into whatever. <laughs> yeah, I started to try to say a sentence and then it was terrible. but anyway, Uh, Like a lot of these bad games that we play, the options are incredibly limited, and you can kind of tell pretty quickly how well-built a game is when you go to options, and it's like volume, uh, and you have a volume slider, and then you have subtitles on or off, and those are your options. Why is it that so many of these shitty games have almost no options? Well, that's part of it, is that if the more optional, like, sliders and stuff you put in the game, the more you have to make sure that you're... A uh, person can't break the game by changing all the options. Oh, okay. So if you just don't put them in there, then you don't have to worry about people finding a way to break your game. Yeah. Because most often your game will find a way to break itself. Well, uh, how well these games tend to be uh, QA'd and, you know, tested. Yeah. Wait. I imagine half the shit we play is not tested or QA'd. Oh, it 100% is tested. But it's only tested in so much as the person making the game tested it. To make sure it ran. And that's about it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'd, I'd buy that. So, yeah, it's, it's a weird head bob that's, like, side to side as you move. And it's really disorienting. See, I didn't even notice it. Yeah, I, I could not deal with it. I was like, oh, I hate this. Please turn it off. I was... There's so many other things about this game. And then it was really slow and uh, wanted me to backtrack for the seventh time. And I was like, I'm I'm done. Yeah, no. the Half of this game is backtracking past, past places you've already been to pick up something that randomly spawned in after you hit activity trigger. Yeah. Stuff that's not there, you go back to a place you already were, and then it's suddenly there. Yeah, you have that exploring your father's house the first time where you make your way up. 
The uh, It's on the third floor. You go through a room, you hit a door at the end, it's locked. Oh, you need to find the key. It's a floor below you in a room that you probably already checked, just trying to figure out where the hell it was you're supposed to go. Or, ooh, the motherfucking car. So the only cars in the game are that you can drive are Humvees. There's two of them. You have to walk from where your old childhood house is, all the way around through the town, back, down the road, past the boat, down this little road to get to the car. When you get to the car, you need gas. Now, you pass the gas station. There was no way to grab gas when you were there the first time. Yeah. And, and uh, I know there's not, because when I found that the first time, I quit out of the game. I was done. It pissed me off. So, like, it spawned me back in before I got to the car, so, you know, I could check on my way by. Hoo-hoo, almost saved me my ass some time. Ha 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 ha, no. You get to walk all the way back to where you were, grab the fucking gas can, walk all the way back to the car, and, like, then you can start it and you can drive. And the driving, it's not a driving game. It was not built for that. It does not handle like it was built for that. It turns harder, more sharply, the faster you go. Oh, good. Yeah, that's a fucking treat. Because uh, I was in, what, third or fourth gear, and it was suddenly a zero turning radius. Yeah, so... I fucking rolled it. <laughs> no, so it's clearly that they uh, take your speed, whatever your speed is, and then just apply it to turn. So that if you're going, the faster you're going, the more quickly it snaps your velocity sideways. Yeah. Which isn't actually how cars work but is how you would design poorly design a game. Yeah, no, it, it was a fucking treat getting uh, halfway to where I needed to be. There's a reason to give you the car, because it's a long fucking way. Go to take this corner and just, boop, flip it over. I'm like, fuck! So then I had to uh, quit out, get back into the game, and then do that whole walking to get the car all over again. Yeah, I can't remember where it was that I saved and exited, and then when I went back in, I lost all my progress. Yeah, because it gives you a save in the menu, but that doesn't actually save it. Yeah, I noticed that when I had to start the game from the beginning. Yeah. And I was like, cool. Yeah, the only time it actually saves it is at checkpoints that it doesn't tell you that it's saving. Yeah, wouldn't that be nice if that the save option in the menu actually saved the game? You know what I thought would be nice was uh, being able to run indoors. Oh, God, that's so annoying. Like, you can run outside, and again, with the head wobble, I it was annoying, but I had to anyway, because walking in this game is so slow. Oh, yeah, it is. And then you go in a building, and all of a sudden, boop, can't run anymore. You have to trudge your way through this building, especially your dad's house, which is like a four-story fucking building. You have to slowly walk your way upstairs, and... Back downstairs and back upstairs and oh my god. Oh, there's a thing you missed on the bottom floor and now you have to go back down there to come back up here yep. while you slowly plot along. Or the fact that there's an invisible stamina meter. You can't just continuously run. Mm-hmm. Not only is there stamina, there's stamina that they don't tell you about. Yeah, because you just like run for like 10 seconds and then just stop. Like, what the shit just happened? And then you can run again. Because the meter refilled. Hey, you're good to go. And then, graphically, this game isn't bad. In that um, whoever did the assets did a pretty good job. Yes, they look solid. Uh, I turned all my settings up to ultra. It looks like a pretty nice game. 
no, no. The graphics are solid. The problem is, uh, the, the whole visual aspect of a game is determined not by the graphics. Graphics are part of it. The graphics, the uh, execution of the aesthetic, and lighting are part of it. <laughs> yep. And the lighting on this game... The fucking lighting. ...is trash. Holy shit. I have never seen so many things so dark and shiny and, like, just weirdly lit. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was telling you, I don't... I've never played anything that has been too bright and too dark at the same time. It boggles the fucking mind. It's like... Because you're outside and you're in the trees and you're right. Like, it does look nice and... Like, the way that the shadows come through the trees looks really cool, but the, like, constant super bright light that never goes away during the day. And, like, that was happening for me during a thunderstorm. So it was, like, lightning flashes and rain, but bright sunlight coming down. So now everything was wet and just extra shiny. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that would have been a treat to see. It was fucking something. And the one thing... That really bugged me about most of the buildings is the um, the scale is all wrong. Oh, that's certainly true. Yeah, like most of the houses are too tiny. And like the doorways overly large for as small as the house is. All the furniture was way too big. Yeah, it's weird stuff. Like the, the first group of houses you get to. So you walk into the building and honestly, the entire building is like the size of a shed. Yeah. They're like, this is someone's house. And you're like, what? Yeah, like you walk in on Smurf Village. No one lives here. (laughs) No one could live here. Like the extra cars that are around are like too small. And then when you get to the Humvees, they're too big. Which like Humvee. So that one, that kind of worked. Yeah. Well, because then like with how small the buildings are, you you can jump and uh, jumping in this game is super weird. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Like, it it doesn't, when you press jump, it doesn't jump immediately. There's, like, a slight lag. And then, depending on how long or hard you press it, it's hard to tell you jump more, kind of. But Smurf Village, you can basically just jump onto the roof. Your boy's got ups. <laughs> yeah, which is, that's the thing. How many buildings can you just stand and leap onto? I mean, me personally? Yeah. Most buildings, I think? Zero buildings. Got it. Oh, right. Yeah, no, that's the number. It's zero. <laughs> it's, it's zero. <laughs> like, your dude's just like, I'm gonna be up here now. Oh, okay. What? <laughs> All right, but speaking of, like, weird shit your dude does, uh, when you run, the, your entire upper body doesn't move. And you only notice that when, like, the, there's a light source behind you, so, like, you can see your shadow as you're running, which yeah. is hilarious to watch as, like, your weird spaghetti legs are doing their thing. But and your entire upper body is looks stiff. like you're doing some weird Naruto run because your <laughs> arms are just like socketed out to the side at like a perfect angle, and so your shadow is just woo. <laughs> it's super weird. I'm so mad that you just dropped a fucking Naruto run. But oh that's what it lo- that's what it looks like. It your shadow does. is doing because yeah. your arms are just stocked straight out, <laughs> and it's like, what is happening? Like, yeah. I don't know either. <laughs> uh, in addition to all of that, it's buggy as shit. Yes. Uh, I would find it. Um, 
And the the in, to play the entire game, it, I think I was a little over two and a half hours. So you know, just long enough that I couldn't get that Steam refund. Thanks. But there would be times where I would get to an objective, what I thought was an objective, or like I had to pick something up, but I couldn't find what would spawn in, so I would have to leave and then come back. You know, like exit out of the game, open it back up, and then it would spawn. And you know, just like random shit, or it would tell me to go somewhere on a map, but I wouldn't get like the uh, glowing stand here thing that it does. It would just not be there. And then when I would stand where I thought I should be, nothing would happen. So it'd be the same thing. I'd have to quit out, come back in, and then play that entire section over again. Now, thankfully, when that would happen, it wouldn't take me long. It would. I'd be back like a minute, two minutes, five minutes. I'm not wasting like a half hour at a time because I would not have. I flat out would not have done it. And it didn't happen like every at every point in the game, just like a few of them. But once is more than enough. And the fact that it did it more than once, that good shit. The one good thing I'll give them though is the sounds. Sure. The sound design of the game. Um, not the speaking, which we talked about. Uh, not the music itself. Because uh, there's like three music tracks and they're like kind of generic and forgettable. But the um, the times they play when something creepy is going on, there's like classic horror sounds like the violin where it sounds like, you know, fucking spiders crawling or some shit. Like I, I'm sure that has a name. I don't know what it's called. I have no idea. But they would, you know, they play like little creepy shit here and there, which this game's not scary. No, but I I appreciate those like little atmospheric touches, especially because uh, some of the other stuff we're playing and it doesn't have that. And boy, it's noticeable. Yeah, they they they, they clearly half tried. I'm assuming, but I don't know what happened. It's almost like, um, you know, and who knows how long it took him to actually make this game, but you can tell the days where he cared and the days where they didn't. Basically, it 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 is a very half-put-together game. Some things are fine, and other things bring the entire experience down so much that it does not get out of its own way, and it just fails. There's weird negative, like, they, they invert colors of the screen some of the time, which I found continuing to be really kind of weird and disorienting when that would just happen. Oh, that is super weird. But I found it incredibly useful. Yeah, you mentioned. Yeah, well, because there are parts where you don't get a flashlight in this whole game, which is an interesting choice. Considering how dark they make it? Yeah. yeah. So there were times when uh you get some text on screen and then yeah like there's a whole bar where everything's like magnified and the colors are inverted and you could just use that to look around while it's up which is what i did because that was kind of the only way i could get through some sections because i couldn't fucking see what was happening yeah so that should tell you that's uh real good stuff when you have to use random negative uh looks to try to freaking see because of how dark they make everything inside and they don't give you a flashlight which isn't that like a horror game trope thing yeah like you just have a flashlight or a lantern or a candle or some stupid thing yeah something to uh go out you know something to make you scrounge for uh like batteries or oil or something yeah for a little extra bit of tension yeah yeah not this one no they they give you shitty jump scares and you get mothman and I don't think we talked about, like, the Mothman. Like, they look like, like you can tell they're Mothman, but they don't really, like, move so much as just, like, float along. 
And, like, they do articulate kind of, just not that much. Like, they... And they're all one color and they're shiny. Because everything's so goddamn shiny. Another thing that's only kind of half done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, are there any other points that need to be made? I, I don't think so. I don't really think so either. It inevitably uh, the mixed reviews and then the hilarious positive reviews for reflecting fate i'll talk about the price point and even at five dollars i couldn't enjoy this game like at all it's incredibly slow uh the again flashing negative colors and head movement i found uh disorienting and annoying so i really hated playing this game yeah i'm i'm right there with you um I can't say that I hated it. We've certainly played worse games. Uh, oh, we've certainly played worse. We, we've we played stuff that doesn't run this well, too. True. But I, I cannot say that I enjoyed my time with it. And, like, five bucks? No. The, the story itself didn't interest me. The jump scares didn't affect me. The bad monsters weren't frightening. I wouldn't even say if this was free playing. Like, just don't play this. It's really not worth it. If you're really looking to spend $5, I don't know, go buy some chocolate or something. Just You'll have a better the, time. Hit us up on the Patreon. Yeah, give it to us. Please. Please. Oh, God, because we, we pay for games like this. Yeah. God, yeah. <laughs> hey, at least we have someone to blame for this one. Yeah, we do. You know what you did. Well, they bitched at him in person. <laughs> I know. Well, as in person as over the internet is. <sighs> it's also responsible for the next episode. Mm. Nah, I'm gonna have words about that one. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna have a lot of words about that one. This one, this one is actively not good, but it's like it's a lot of design missteps that just really sink it. I think that this one, and I, I kind of am curious about reflecting fate if it actually d- fixed it at all. I doubt it. But there's enough here that, like, is positive. Again, the, the graphics aren't bad, and the the actual built area is kind of weird, but okay. But then they fail that you could probably build a game with this using, like, these assets and actually building a real game. Sneak peek for the future, that game's mega garbage. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, uh, this does have a sequel. Does it? Uh-huh. Is that, like, because I know they made two, they have two games listed on Steam. Is the other one the sequel? Uh, the Butterfly something? I don't know. Is it the Butterfly sign? Yeah, because there is a sequel to this game, but I can't figure out what the hell it's called right now. Butterfly sign, Human Error. Yeah, that's the one. Was also done by Dennis Essel. So, I guess that's the sequel. Is the second chapter of the first-person detective video game. What? Okay, that's that's clearly not real. Oh, um, I know we just wrapped it up, but uh, I briefly talked about the open world. What makes it open world is you have a large area that the game wants you to explore to pick up the little, like, collectible nodes. Well, they're not collectibles, but they're little nodes to, like, find out about the town and shit. Sure, there's a small area that you're allowed to explore. That makes it open world. 
What makes it open world is that they thought the open world tag would get them people to to get people to look at their game. Yeah. <laughs> I mean that's it. Alright, that's it though. We're done talking about it. Let's be done. Alright, we're done. Done. Done 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 done. What do we do now? Now we answer questions from listeners. Listeners like you. Hey. And knocking. Hey, what the hell is that? I don't know. Uh anyway, any questions, comments, concerns, thoughts, ideas, suggestions. Uh, bamboozles puzzles you want to send to us you email thebadgamecast at gmail.com we read out anything questions interesting stuff here on air get a little connection with our audience Uh, let's keep it professional guys or not I mean you know whatever get weird when am I not yeah that's true (laughs) (laughs) Uh, okay so uh, this question comes from, they don't really title their questions anymore or really give us anything. Like, it's the person who sends all the questions. Anyway, we're just going to jump right into this. By now, everyone knows of the greatest intellectual property to come out this decade, Untitled Goose Game. So what should developer House House do for the sequel? And they are hoping for Untitled Raccoon Game. So... Uh, you haven't played this, you said? Nope, I have not played it. All right, so I played uh, Untitled Goose Game, and it's a solid game. Uh, I gotta give them credit. It's uh, one of those things where, like, as we just talked about with this game, um, graphically, Untitled Goose Game isn't very intense. Like, it's very cartoony, but that's, like, by design. Yeah, like, it has a certain aesthetic style. And they pretty well nail it. It looks great. It's a weird little stealth game where you play as a goose who gets to ruin people's day. Yeah, you're just doing a goose terror, right? Yes. You are a uh, domestic goose terrorist. You need to steal this kid's toys and uh, steal some food from the store. And then you need to throw this guy's rake into a lake. Yeah, Make the old man fall down and dump a bucket on someone's head. Kill a baby. No. <laughs> so it's all very just like kind of funny, annoying stuff. It it plays really well. Like as just a concept and as a whole, it plays really well. Uh, it lets you do kind of evil, but like not evil things. And lets you just, you know, mess with people, which a lot of people like. Without being like, I'm out here butchering people. Yeah, like if you're out there killing babies. Yeah. So it, it does it does a lot of uh, good things. And then you can honk at people. And that's just great. I have heard like the, I say complaint, but it's not really a complaint. But an issue I have heard people have with it is that it's, uh, they want more. It is quite short. I guess it's what, a couple hours, right? Yeah. Um, depending on how long it takes you to figure out some of the stuff you have to do. Yeah. Most of them are pretty easy for me, I guess are pretty easy to logic out. There's nothing that's like really complicated. Yeah. Which is again, fine. It, it does everything it needs to, and it does it well. Um, I, I think it would be interesting if you made a like harder versions um, the goose handles loosely. You're a goose. The goose is loose? Yes. 
the goose is loose. <laughs> so if there were some like more intricate, like if you had a raccoon and were like more tight movement that had like more strict timing restrictions that there really aren't like occasionally it's like, ah, you need to try to get this person to walk past before you do a thing. But the game is incredibly forgiving, um, which is a, like fine. It lets you just try things over and over and over again. I enjoyed what I played, but yeah. Yeah. It's something um, I will pick up eventually. Um, I might pick it up on switch. Yeah. I, it is another game that I think is great because uh, it is, as I said, it it's great for kids. Yeah. Because it lets you just mess around and try things and try to logic stuff out. And, and you get to be a jerk goose, and that yeah. sounds like fun. And so that's just kind of fun. And that honk, though. The honk is real important, which is why I'm not sure if an uh, Untitled Raccoon game would work, because weird hissing sound is actually way more weird. As opposed to just walking up to people and going, uh-huh. Yeah, no. <laughs> Weird raccoon chitters. <laughs> yeah, nobody wants the chitter and hissing. That's a... Raccoons are fucking big, too. Like, no one's like, ha what an adorable raccoon. They're like, oh, shit, a raccoon. How'd that trash panda get in here? Yeah, mostly. Although I would say the same thing about a fucking goose. Oh, fuck, a goose. Well, but that's kind These of what's extra too. great about it, is that you have just this goose, like, hanging out in a restaurant, and you're like... Wait, what? Yes, I am a normal goose. Ignore <laughs> me. <laughs> but yeah, it's a it's a real good time. Uh, they did a great job with the game. Uh, as for sequels... <sighs> Untitled Duck Game. It's just mini golf. Sure. Yeah, it's, it's hard to say. Uh, I wouldn't mind more of the same because the game is quite short. But uh, I'd just be interested to see what they do. Yeah, having not played it... Um... And I think this about uh, most developers. Maybe instead of having like a direct sequel, they just do something else. Not just try new stuff. I, you know, more people try new, try new things. This work, do something else. Yeah, I mean, just I. It, it's nice to just see the you know another person uh, indie dev uh, make a game that they wanted and was very specific and actually do it really well and then it succeeds because more of that all the time hell yeah because i don't know how many times i've already railed against a lot of the triple a industry but that (laughs) that's kind of my point exactly you get year yearly franchises that is just the same game year after year after year for fuck's sake and like i'm not gonna hate on a game if they want to try something new fuck yes please but I have also said, like, um, when I played Call of Duty, like, what I liked about Call of Duty was just, like, the same game modes, and I was fine with just, like, re-releasing that, you know? But I don't play them anymore, so, haha. Yeah, I'd, I mean, I've said before, I play a lot of older games and indie games anymore, just because uh, a lot of the old games are stuff that I just have nostalgia for and really enjoy, and so I'll go back through those kind of just to relax, and then... Indie games, I like, one, I like knowing that I can support these indie developers more directly, and I like often a lot of odder things, and odder, I mean by, like, more odd, not like uh, small animals that float in rivers, although if that's what they want to do, and do Untitled Otter Game, I'm all for it. (laughs) 
No. Yes. Otters are terrible. Yeah, they're monsters. Those are fucking big, too. Yeah, they are. They eat small, like, gators. Yeah. Like, yeah. You, don't, you don't think about, like, how big a fucking otter is. Oh, you mean that some species of river otter grow to be, like, six and a half feet long? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, that's bigger than a dude. And you're like, yeah. yeah you could ride that fucker down the river. <laughs> Choo-choo. <laughs> yeah. I guess that answers your question. <laughs> I'm not sure if it did, but you're stuck with the answer. Hey. All right. Uh, now we just plug some stuff. Uh, what do we plug? We plug the email that I talked about earlier, thebadgamecast.gmail.com. Send us whatever. We read on air. We read off air. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, on Twitter, you can tweet at thebadgamecast. That'll go to me specifically. Uh, although Jake will probably see it, but if you really want to talk to just Jake, you tweet at Jake Prey. Uh, once again, questions, comments, concerns, any ideas, That's we've picked up a couple suggestions off Twitter. You know who you are. You know what you did. Uh, <laughs> there's the Twitch streams. We stream on Twitch uh, Monday through Thursday, uh, starting around 6 p.m. Eastern time. Mm-hmm. We run for a while. We do... Bad games, good games, old games, new games, shooter games, whatever. We yeah. play stuff. We yeah, no, that's we don't really have anything we stick to. No, nope. I mean, you, I play old stuff. You doing the uh, heroes was uh, not heroes, regular mind magic. God. See, yeah. he doesn't even know. <laughs> I don't know. Like I, I start watching it and then I just go, just I see static and then I wake up four hours later. Standing in the middle of a field mm. with a bag of popcorn in my hand. It was probably the Mothman. God damn it. Again? Yeah. That explains the pink eye. Uh, so then on Reddit, all the episodes, if you are listening to this, you clearly got the episode somehow. But all hey, the ep- thanks. <laughs> all the episodes are, uplo- are uh, put on Reddit. If you have discussions about any game specifically, you can obviously throw them in any of those threads. Or uh, God forbid you want to have a suggestion or something, you can post there, I think. Yeah. I don't know, I haven't tried to post there with not the official account. No, you can. Okay. So, yeah, you can throw stuff up there. And there's a Facebook page. I update it occasionally. We are... I'm not going to say up to date, because that's probably not going to be true when this actually comes out. But, you know, life, Facebook, it's a place. (laughs) And then that finally brings us to the Patreon. Uh, Patreon.com, The Bad Gamecast. You'll our logos up there it's that's how you identify us i guess and as well as the description is about us playing bad games and talking about them uh there is we have actually recorded stuff for the patron uh when this comes out it may or may not have already been edited and uploaded but it has been recorded yeah so we finally put up and now we're never going to shut up about it. We're not. That's uh, There's actually going to be... Uh, it's a series of episodes, quote-unquote. It has nothing to do with bad games. It's literally just, I wanted to talk about magic, and so Jake is going to sit here while I talk about magic for, like, hours at a time at him. Yeah, uh, hopefully um, at about hour six, somebody edits out my snoring. It, it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> I'll keep talking. Oh, I, we've met. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't like the sound of my own voice at all. Clearly. 
hey, I even let you talk a fair amount this episode, probably because I stopped playing the game when it, like, made me restart from the beginning and I wanted to throw it out of the fucking window, but it's a digital game, so I can't do that anymore. Oh, oh we, we've talked about how we work together at our day jobs and, like, when you and I are working directly with each other, like, I feel bad for whoever is working with us as it's just you and me talking nonstop all fucking day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, is that it? Are we done? Yeah, I think that's, uh, you that's it. Plug all the things? Plugged all the things. Who did the questions? Who did, did the, the episode? Episode done. Other than editing, you know. But fix it in post. Fix it in post! Up oh, for the bad game cast, I've been Jake. Still, Jason. Good night, everybody! Good morning, everybody. You don't know if it's night. We released them at noon. We do. Well, didn't I? Uh, yeah, I said that's from Animaniacs. Yeah. Yeah. And good afternoon, everybody. Just really does not roll off the tongue. Good morning, Vietnam! See? That's still morning. Good afternoon just doesn't work. Good evening. And good night. Good luck and Godspeed. John Glenn? The airport guy? Yeah, the airport guy. <laughs> I mean, they already yeah. know we're in Columbus. That's so. what he's famous for. <laughs> yes. He's famous for the airport. <laughs> Boy, I'm about to beat you. Now I'm just watching football scores tick by.